Welcome to the JBug Podcast. Today is Saturday, June 19th, 2021, and today I'm going to talk about black magic cemetery spells. When you go to the bank, you can't just go in there and see all the cash, right? The cash is put away in a safe, and there's there's cameras and there's protocols to make sure that nobody robs the bank, right? Okay. Well, spiritually, our connection with our physical body is like a bank. Our spirit's ability to interact with the physical world through our physical body is like a, a bank full of money, okay? We gain life sustaining power as human beings. And because we're ignorant, black magicians can sap us of our strength. And what we need to do is we just need to be aware. Um, the, the idea that no one's going to rob a bank is completely naive and ignorant. And if how many of you guys would trust your money in a bank that didn't have its money put away in a safe, that just had it out for anyone to see, right? Well, when we don't spiritually understand that we are a resource, we are an energy, we are an energy generating vehicle as human beings, if we don't understand that, and if we think no one's going to try to steal that, that's just as delusional as thinking no one's going to try to rob a bank, right? Of course someone's going to try to steal that. So black magic is always based on stealing the energy that is yours. And the reason why it's so proficient today is because nobody knows it's going on. Nobody understands how important they are, how powerful they are, and no one understands the need to protect themselves. Now, when it comes to protecting yourself, being aware is the first is nine tenths of the of the law. So a lot of the reason why black magicians are powerful today is because people don't suspect that they're that they exist. And they certainly don't expect that they're special enough. I don't know why people think this way, but they do. They think that you have to be special to have black magic done on you. And it's like anybody who's human, anyone who's a human being is special, okay? Anyone who's here on the earth, you know, has anyone watched those videos of like, how many, like, never mind. (laughs) Everyone here is special. Everyone here has been through an incredible amount of spiritual growth just to be able to obtain and work and function in a physical body. So everybody here... (laughs) needs to learn to protect their their energy right and again the way we protect our energy is to be aware of what's happening to it and with it and we can't be aware of it when we don't understand how black magicians work okay so just like you need to know okay how's the robber gonna try to steal the bank money from the bank we need to know how is the black magician try to steal your energy so one thing they do is um, they'll summon, so a black magician will summon a djinn, right? So a djinn or a genie, something that will fulfill your wishes, right? And Mel Fish worked with some djinn 
to actually convert them to the light, which I actually had a friend tell me that that's impossible. It can never happen. I tend to believe that it is possible. I tend to believe that the light is more powerful than darkness. And um, anyway, I believe that anything that has the ability to have its own consciousness has the ability to choose to work for the light, right? <clears throat> um, anyway... So a black magician summons a jinn. So how do you summon a jinn? You have to perform a ritual sacrifice. So the reason why the ritual part is important is because when you do something the same time, if you do something over and over again in the same methodological way, uh, according to, I mean, if you just look at the brain pathways in your brain, and we're talking about energetic, um, energetic situations here um when you do something the same way over and over again it creates the same neural pathways right the more you do it the more neural pathways it creates well the neural pathways are kind of how you travel in the in the spirit demonic realm you travel through that especially if it's associated with pain and suffering so usually they'll take an animal and the more um Powerful ones, okay, like the politicians and those extremely wicked in high places, they will sacrifice human beings. They will sacrifice babies, which are the most innocent of all. So in our, it's crazy because in our culture, we think, well, abortion is nothing, right? Well, to Satan, that's the highest form of sacrifice. It w it's more important to him that you, you kill a baby than an adult because a baby is more innocent and has um, more spiritual rights because of that than an adult who may have given away some of their spiritual rights. Anyway, I digress. So the black magician will summon it. And, and a lot of what I'm saying, I'm saying this because I know this through um, revelation. Okay. So you're not going to find this in a book. These things don't get published in books. <laughs> you, you know, these things, black magicians and wizards and sorcerers and all that, which is they pass this down through initiation. You can't just get this information unless you get it through revelation through God. Because if you want this type of information, you need to go through initiation. And part of the initiation is brainwashing so that you don't even know what it is that you're doing. And so a lot of black magicians, the problem is they've been um, initiated. Some of them have been born into situations where their parents initiated them because that's the amount of spiritual poverty and destitution that the, the, some of the families in the world are in. So, so the black magician will summon the jinn. <laughs> some, some people are better at than others, right? Um, some of them have a, just that ability. Some of them have more of a link to the demonic realm and are better able to do it. And that, that doesn't mean they have to be a black magician. It just means that obviously some black magicians are more powerful than others. Okay. So they perform some sort of a, a ritual sacrifice. So I'm talking about a cemetery spell, right? And I, I've learned this through revelation because I've been praying to understand this. Um, through causing uh, like a bird, like a chicken, right? They don't just kill the chicken. They, they 
drain its life life force in a in a ritualistic way to to cause as much harm as possible to the animal as it dies such that when it dies the spirit of that chicken doesn't go right to god usually i mean the spirits of of things when they die they they go back to source they go back to the light they go back to god um but how traumatic the death is can cause a, a waiting period in between that time and time is very slow during that time so it can seem like an eternity it's really not um but if you understand what i'm saying i don't know if you've ever had a day where you were down or sad and it felt like time was slower because of that so it's kind of like that principle um they say time flies when you're having fun um so when they they ritually murder an animal the spirit of that animal sometimes not always um will will go into um this darker portal for a time because that's how it heals um but during that time it gives that demon the ability to manipulate things in our physical 3d realm so it's almost like it uses that that uh, blood that was spilled as an energetic portal to manipulate things in the 3d that's why they always demand blood because the life is in the blood the ability to do interdimensional work is is through the blood that's what keeps us alive that's what keeps our spirits and bodies connected right so they use that time where um the animals dying it, it allows the the jinn to come in and manifest so that the the um summoner can see the demon now it doesn't mean it's going to see the demon like physically but it's going to see it energetically very strongly um and they can manifest physically too and that's why they draw their pentagram and they keep the demon in the pentagram because when you draw that ritualistic pentagram you keep the demon in the pentagram it's not it's supposed to not come out and harm you of course it can <laughs> but it's just like where it's just like uh, just a a tiny little chain lock on the door if they wanted to bust through it they could but it's all about energetic pathways so the summoner believes that the demon can't get through because the summoner believes that it actually forms that energetic barrier so it can't get through if you see what i'm saying so with the cemetery spell what they'll do they'll, they'll <laughs> ritually murder an animal or kill an animal sacrifice the animal the demon is summoned of choice there's different types of demons and then the demon is sent <clears throat> in in some cases um if you were a prominent person they might send you to go actually find your bones from your past life okay if not they will have a skeleton <clears throat> or they will tell the djinn to go to the skeleton in the coffin in the cemetery right they'll summon the djinn tell it to go into the skeleton and then to bind your soul to that skeleton and we can talk how they do that next but basically once they've bound your soul to the skeleton then they can basically manipulate you they've basically created a a portal of sorts that they can use as a doorway to um steal your money right steal your energy just like you'd rob a bank then you steal your energy that way okay how do they actually do that how does a djinn go about binding your spirit 
to the skeleton. Now there's 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 low key stuff you can do that's not it works, but it it's again it's it's about the belief of the black magician. So the black magician can do voodoo or candle work or whatever they want to do, but you can block those fairly easily with um, your own um, strength. Okay, with your own sound mind, with your own cognitive ability to think straight, you can block that and say, that's crazy. That's stupid. That blocks that. Um, so if if you get into the deeper, darker magic um, and it may be that you have to be an initiated. That's, I think, what the spirit's telling you right now. You have to be an initiated black magician to be able to do this deeper type of work, okay? But there's a lot of them out there. So the deeper type of work, a black magician has some sort of a, a portal itself to the demon. It's summing through uh, sex, using sex outside of the laws and bounds of God, okay? So when you're having sex outside of love, basically, you're partaking in the demonic realm, okay? So that actually a lot of people are doing this unknowingly, which is why Jesus Christ shed his blood for all mankind because what he does is he covers people with his grace so when people are out breaking the laws of, of sexual creation that god said this has to be done with love this has to be done in this marriage commitment with love because in in his spirit because we have the letter of the law and the spirit of the law ideally they're supposed to be together okay some people don't always get married but it's the spirit of the law that's more important but the letter of the law is that God said to have sex in marriage. That was the letter of the law to protect the spirit of the law. And the spirit of the law is that sex should occur with love. Okay. Sex, the, the act of creation should occur with love. If the act of creation doesn't occur with love, you're creating portals to the demonic realm. Okay. So an initiated black magician knows how to, um, because it has that sexual energetic attachment with the demonic realm it's his physical body becomes a portal okay and can command the jinn to create a sexual tie to the victim through whatever spells they do um and when they go through because they have to have an opening to go through okay um so they that's why satanists love sexual abuse because if a child or a person is sexually abused or raped it creates those pathways in their brain where they can understand sex outside of the context of love and that's the perfect doorway to get in okay so that's why if you've been through sexual abuse you need to go through that journey of healing because you're gonna anyone who's been sexually um, abused is automatically on the front lines of the war between good and evil because you've had forced upon you this understanding of the demonic realm because you've been forced into it right um i'm sorry if that's triggering i'm sorry if that's harmful but the fact is that any type of sexual abuse is a violation of god's law because of the spiritual consequences so when that's done to somebody they have been forced onto the front lines of the battle between good and evil that does not make them defiled in a way it does not make them bad it means they have the ability to bring light into those dark places and shut up those portals. They do have that great potential. Um, so when bad things happen to someone, it can be turned around for good. Okay. Um, but what will happen is in the deeper magic is that this, this gin that's been summoned by the black magician will be 
commanded to create a soul tie to the skeleton by sexually abusing the victim. And again, they have to have a doorway to get in. So the, the person has to have some understanding of sex outside of love. Hey, it could be just watching um, a movie, okay, that could create a portal. Just watching a movie where they're, they've got sex in the movie outside of the way God said, okay? Or it could be through whatever sins that person has, whatever sexual sins that person has. So, um, there's also generational doorways that have to be healed and, and so forth. So what happens is the demon will go molest that person when they're in their deepest sleep. So they're not aware of it. They won't be conscious of it. And through that molestation of that demon with that victim, with that person, um, they will have the, the tools they need interdimensionally to bind your spirit to that skeleton and through that work make you feel buried and, and they will suction off your energy. So that's, that's the way it works. Um, being aware of it is nine tenths of the law. Okay. You don't have to do all this crazy spiritual protection work. You just have to be aware of it. And then you have to set your intention that I, you know, I don't want that because all magic is based on intention, both good and bad. Okay. So Jesus did the best when he said, God's will be done. Okay. That was the best. The best intention you can have is for God's will to be done. The true God, because Satanists believe in God. They'll even, Satanists are so proud these days. They will use the name of Jesus Christ. And it's horrible that they do that. You have to be extremely evil to do that because you are now blaspheming God when you use the name of Jesus Christ, but you're referring to Satan. Satan wanted to have Jesus's role. Satan wanted to become the spiritual father. So there's Satanists out there who say, well, Satan is my God and Satan's role is that of Jesus. And so they will call Satan, Jesus Christ. So when we worship Jesus Christ, we must do it in spirit and truth. That doesn't mean we don't use the name of Jesus Christ now because some people are blaspheming it. It's when we use his name, we must do it with spirit and truth with the correct intention. And what he did was, what Jesus did was, thy will be done. The true father, the true creator, our true source, thy will be done. Because when we surrender to that, then God's will, like it's done in heaven, where there's milk and honey flowing without price, it can now be done on earth, right? So intention is the power. There's power in intention. And Jesus showed us the proper use of that intention. But I'm saying... If you have the intention to not be raped or molested by a demon at night, you just set that intention. I don't want that to happen to me. Once you have the emotion with the thought, the feeling, I don't want that to happen, and the thought, I don't want that to happen, that blocks it. You just have to be aware of it, just like you'd protect your money in a bank by putting, you know, whatever. Your your subconscious can, your subconscious mind processes energy information that comes from outside of you. So it knows when a demon's coming and the subconscious is still awake when you're asleep. The subconscious works by intention. Our conscious mind sets the intention. The subconscious mind carries it out. We are accountable in that way. Our conscious mind is our directing self. It directs our subconscious mind what to do. So if I need to open a box, my conscious mind says, I need to open the box. The subconscious mind says, 
okay, here's that energy. Here's the visual information. Here's the body memory information. Here's the muscle memory information so that you can open the box because we learn based on the neural pathways and those are built through experiences, physical experiences. So the subconscious processes, the neural pathways in our physical experience and coordinates what information from those memory pathways you need so that you can do what you want. So that works physically when you need to get up out of bed. You're, you think, I'm getting up out of bed. I mean, it works in, in, in a state of union. And your subconscious gives you all the information you need to move your body and to move the blanket off you and to get up out of bed. So energetically, that's all you have to do is you have to set your intention. I don't want any demon molesting me tonight and the subconscious will block it okay um on my blog jbucker.com under emotional health there's an article called psychic attack and that has a good prevention also that your subconscious can use it's a program for your subconscious to basically create hound dogs that surround your brain and your body that detect demonic energy or even um technology because technology can be used sometimes like this um technology energy form through technology that's that's harmful to you or any demonic energy and it, your subconscious produces a hound dog that sniffs out that energy and bites down onto it and then it sends it back to the receiver so it blocks it. Okay, so that actually has been a very helpful technique for me. It's extremely worked. So if you feel yourself feeling drained and you don't have any energy because you're being spiritually attacked, I recommend you, um, the original article was on educate-yourself.org and I posted my own um, narrative about that. Uh, it's called the Hounds of Heaven article, Hounds, H-O-U-N-D-S of Heaven article on educate-yourself.org. So I posted my own take on that protection exercise along with the protection exercise on my blog, jbucker.com under psychic attack. And I have the original link on there too, so, or psychic protection. I, I called it, there's buttons on the side. So go to the button that says psychic protection or something like that. <clears throat> um, but mainly your intention system normally blocks these things. Okay. That's how powerful our conscious mind is. This is why um, if you go to get like a, a timeshare, <laughs> like, you know how there's these people that will promise you a vacation if you promise to go to their timeshare meeting and then against your will, you walk out having signed up for that timeshare. It's because they're talking to your subconscious. They, you know, this is, this is um, neuro-linguistic programming, right? Um they try to bypass your conscious mind because if they can do that, they can get in. So that's very important to understand the power of our conscious mind. Our conscious mind is what protects us from evil. And the way it does that is through our intention and through our desire. So if you don't want evil to come to you, then, and you're aware that there's a plan that's being formed against you, you can say, I don't want that plan to work and it can protect you. So what happens with humanity, with the average individual, is there being... They're on this journey to find out who they will serve, right? Do they serve the light or do they serve the dark? Who do they believe in? Who do they think is more powerful, right? And light and light is created through sexual um, activity in 
the way God designed it, which is with love. When you connect your sexual activity with love, that produces light. When you have sexual activity outside of love, that produces dark. Okay? It's just that simple. So, the average person here on the earth is has to clear stuff from their ancestors. And they have to choose themselves if they believe in the light or the dark. And the way we learn is through experience. And so people are living out their, their lives, um, working out their salvation. What side do they want to be on? So in my opinion, the best way to choose the light in this life is to try to um, follow the laws of virtue. Again, the spirit of the law is more important than the letter of the law. But the idea is to have sexual relationships in a relationship where your needs are and wants matter emotionally, not just physically. So it's not just based on physical attraction, physical attraction, but it's based on your emotional feelings of love toward each other. And if that's the type of sexual relationship you have, then that is creating light. And if you don't have that right now, you can learn to have that. And marriage is the I think a great way to do that when you marry someone and you have all of your sexual experiences with that person, you learn and you truly try to love them you, because the devil tries to break up marriages, right? So when you try to love your husband or your wife every day and you try to do things for them, you practice loving them, you practice serving them and you practice also standing up for yourself too, right? Um, so that you're not, you don't want to marry the devil, you know, you want to marry someone who's trying, don't marry the devil, don't marry someone who will drag you down, marry someone who will bring you up, right? Marry someone that you can work together to get to heaven with, marry that type of person, first of all. But as you, as you strive throughout the years of your life, as the years go by, and you continue to practice sexual relationship in that commitment where your emotions matter, where your emotional needs matter, where you're safe to express your emotions, and you know that you'll be loved, um, that is how you teach yourself to want the light, okay? Because the dark can be enticing, right? Um, learning to love the light is, is like, takes years sometimes. It's a process. And sometimes it's like we're... the the way we grew up as children, it's almost like we're in a deficit of light. And so we've got to catch up. And again, the best way to, to heal that deficit of light is to be in a committed relationship, in a loving relationship, and to practice having sexual relationship in that situation, because in that situation, you'll heal eventually. You keep, you keep working through that, you will eventually heal you will eventually see the light. You can't be living in a relationship where there's love between two people and sexual relations over the long course of many years and not see the light. You eventually will. And commitment for, for the, your whole life is the best. Under that, that's, total, that's a total environment of unconditional love if you've committed. So that's why I still believe in marriage. I know there's a lot of principalities attacking marriage and making it seem like it's it's not worth it. And, you know, it's not worth it if you don't do it as God said. So I would say don't get married without asking and consulting God, the creator, because Satan will send you a fake surrogate spouse that will destroy your life, right? Your whole married life. So don't marry that person because that person, 
like a hundred percent hands down, someone will come into your life who's the wrong person to marry. Okay. So always ask God. Usually the, the wrong person comes before the right person. Ask God who to marry and don't marry someone that God doesn't okay on. Okay. And that doesn't mean there's only one person you can marry. You definitely get to choose who you want to marry, but include God in that decision because let him okay it and say, yes, this would be a good marriage. That's of me. Um, anyway, so it takes a lifetime to do this, but in, in regards to the specific ritual I'm talking about, about this cemetery ritual, it can help to know about it, that it can be done on you and it can make you, um, feel buried and feel, uh, like you can't have any fruit in your life and good things in your life. And it takes away, it, it's almost like a type of depression, I guess. So some, some depression truly is clinical depression, but there's a this is more of a spiritual attack that you could mistake for depression. Does that make sense? So when you know about it, here's the thing. Once you know about it, you're able to kind of get through it a lot faster and ask Heavenly Father to protect you. And um, the, this demon will try to tie your spirit to this skeleton or this the skeleton in the coffin in the cemetery or whatever. And they'll try to get your spirit to actually show up inside that skeleton. So you just be aware that that's what they're trying to do and don't let them do it. They do like to, what they like to do in satanic magic is to get your soul into an object and then bind it into that object. So once they try to do all this magic to get your soul to associate with an object, then they try to bind it there so it can't get back out. So once you know that that's what, what they're doing, you can have kind of this higher self understanding of what they're doing and then it won't work. And in that case, you know, you can either leave, you can ask God to, you know, chain that demon, and send it back to hell. Or what I think you could, you know, always pray before you do something like this, but you could pray and ask God to maybe send angels to help that demon, um, not be afraid of the light and maybe convert over to working for the light. Okay. So I don't know about that. Please pray about that. I just know in my experience with satanic ritual abuse, they will have um, people think that they're demons, right? And so when you tell people that demons can repent, it helps them know that they can repent because people get so strongly associated that they are demons that if you sit there as a spiritual person and say, well, demons can't repent, um, that makes them feel like they can't repent. So I don't, I don't know that the whole truth on that. Okay. On, on, but I do know that you can't go wrong believing in God's love is more powerful than any other thing. And that anything, any type of consciousness, any type of intelligence can be converted to the light. I've never gone wrong with that belief. That belief has gotten me out of dark places. So I do believe that's a true belief based on my experience. I just ask you to use your own discernment with that because the spirit can teach you for your situation, right? Okay. I keep going on and on because I, I know in my spirit, I'm forgetting to say something. That's why I'm, I haven't ended yet. Hold on just a minute. Let me think. 
another powerful form of protection is the blood of Jesus. Okay, so while we have these black magicians trying to ritually sacrifice these animals, if you imagine the blood of Jesus um, protecting that situation, I there's a, a lady who has a YouTube video. Uh, it's a, I think it's Agape Ministries, A-G-A-P-E Ministries, and she does, she has a video about the blood of Jesus. She does a lot of spiritual warfare videos. She's very good at it. One of them is the blood of Jesus, and that video shuts down those dark realms. It really does. The blood of Jesus has the love of God in it, which converts that um, creation power. Even if, even if something happened outside of the love of God, it, it's like it get the blood of Jesus is what baptizes that creation back into the love of God, if that makes sense. So you can imagine. Ask the blood of Jesus, you know, ask Heavenly Father through the blood of Jesus to heal that bird that died, to heal that soul, to to free the, the parts of the soul that were maybe bound to objects. Um, the blood of Jesus is what heals it. It has like the codes in it. The blood of Jesus has the codes in it to defeat these demonic principalities. It's a real thing. I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't. I absolutely know that the blood of Jesus is extremely powerful. So your own intention can block this, um, but the blood of Jesus is a great thing to call on because it can wash all of those demonic principalities away because it, sometimes these things are an infestation. You get a, a lower level infestation, for example, you get a bug infestation before you get a spider infestation. You get bugs and spiders before you get rats, and you get bugs and spiders and rats before you get snakes, and so forth and so on. So if you want to clean out infest infestations, if you're having um, witchcraft and black magic done on you, um, the blood of Jesus can get rid of all the in infestations that um, could be anywhere related to the whole thing. So um, that's why, you know, in the church, you're supposed to take communion once a week. You're supposed to have the blood of Jesus in you, right? And in the Old Testament, they had it on the doorpost. So outside of you and inside of you to protect you. It's a form of protection and um, the bread of Jesus, right? The bread of life because the dark side can defile things, but the bread of life, it's like it ferments it in a good way and it brings it back to life. Um, so there's something about that too, the, the communion thing, you know, the bread and the water that there's spiritual power in there. And that's, that's to protect you from all this stuff. If you believe, um, the issue is, again, we have so much, so many thieves robbing the bank that people are not aware of that they're going to church and their own pastor, their own minister is worshiping Satan. And then they're passing out communion on an all, you know, blessing it on an altar where uh, a ritual sacrifice was done that night or the night before. So we have to be careful. Like, I believe that these are times to be spiritually self-sufficient. We used to be able to be reliant on the community for our spiritual well-being. That's getting harder and harder to do. Do find those close-knit communities, okay? But we have wolves in sheep's clothing that are so proud that they blaspheme God. They will blaspheme the sacrament. They will try everything they can do to defile it. And your spirit knows when something's not right. Your spirit knows when something's been defiled. You got to listen to your spirit because taking the bread and the water means nothing if you don't listen to the spirit, right? 
And if the Spirit's telling you that something's defiled, you got to listen to that. You got to pray over it and ask God what to do. He may ask you to fight and cast out those demonic principalities, or they may, he may ask you to have, take shelter, right? Quit going out in that storm. It's too heavy for you. You need to take shelter in your, in your own spiritual refuge, your own home, if as it were. I'm, I know that I forgot something, but it's, it's not coming to me, but there's something about the ritual that they do that I needed to share that I can't remember, but I feel it in my spirit. Well, something just about the, the methodology of how they do it. They, they summon the demon, they, they sacrifice the bird or whatever the animal, they summon the demon. Um, they connect the demon. If they have a picture of you that can help the demon connect with you energetically, now, something of yours, a piece of hair, something, something of your DNA or a picture of you. Okay. They send the demon to your house at night when you're sleeping during the witching hour, which is around 2 AM in the morning, in the middle of the night. The demon, when you're in the Delta brain wavelength, which means the brain is not processing this information. Your, your subconscious knows it because your subconscious is, is dealing with the neural networks in your physical body. Um, but the physical brain is your conscious mind is not recording this at all. Um, so when you're in that Delta for state of sleep, these demons will try to sexually abuse you if they can. And most people do have some amount of, of, just about everybody's got got a little bit of an opening where they can do this okay and it's they shouldn't be doing it it's their fault for doing it but um until we get back to that garden of eden state completely clean and pure the average person this can be done to okay some people do have spiritual fortifications and are protected okay um that's what we want we want the average person to be able to get to that place but like i said it can take time it can take practicing love and marriage to create that spiritual refuge so they come in they try to attack you when you're in your delta four sleep they try to molest you they try to have sex with you that is how they steal your energy that's what i'm trying to tell you that's what i keep missing that i i blew over that spirit is telling you you need to understand they will come and attack you at night they will spiritually molest they will try to molest you at night so that you don't know what's going on oh and this is what you need to know if this is happening to you and you're a good person and you try to keep the commandments and you try to do what's right, you'll find that you're suffering from um, negative thoughts, negative sexual thoughts. Okay, that's that's a symptom that you've got gin attacking you in your sleep is that you'll have thoughts of sex um, ex that are negative, right? Negative sexual <laughs> thoughts that are negative... Um, negative relationships and a negative relationship. So power, a lot of times, um, about power and not about love, those types of thoughts. If you're struggling with those types of thoughts, if you're feeling like you're trying to be a good person and live a good life, but you're still very much attracted to pornography and you have that temptation, right? You have that lust addiction. You know, you're not supposed to lust, but you lust anyway. You know, you're not supposed to do it. All these things are signs that, You've got demons coming and doing stuff to you at night, and you could be trying to do everything right, um, and and be struggling with that. In fact, they actually call it obsessive compulsive disorder because you're having obsessive compulsive thoughts, and 
you know, they don't tell you this in Psych 101, but this is about usually most people with obsessive compulsive disorder have uh, unwanted intrusive thoughts about sex in a negative way, negative thoughts about negative imagery about sex. So that means a lot of times that means powerful magic is being done on you. And again, being aware of it is how you get free. That is what I needed to share. That last three minutes, that last four minutes is what this whole podcast is about is if you find yourself struggling with unwanted sexual thoughts, nine, nine times out of 10, powerful black magic is being done on you. And, and don't think that you're not special enough for it to be done on you. Okay. This is done on and you know, look at, look at how many children are aborted. Okay. It's because you're alive. It's because you're a human being. There are demonic realms. This is middle earth. This is the place in between heaven and hell, right? So if you're struggling with that, you can understand the spiritual aspect of what's going on to you and do not fear it. If you can't stop it just by thinking or just by being aware of it, don't be afraid. Just make choices throughout your day. And as you make choices to do good for others, you start to defeat those principalities because this is a a war all of humankind is fighting this war. So if you're struggling with that and you don't know how to get free, hopefully knowing about it will help. But in addition, and praying for the blood of Jesus to protect you, you can just look to God. And as you follow his will throughout your life, he'll hopefully bring you into a good marriage. He'll hopefully bring you into the relationship you need to have a sexual um, practice inside of God's um, covenant of unconditional love and complete commitment with a good person that's also trying that, trying to develop that love and that light. And throughout the years, you will come off conqueror. This is a fight, and we're in it for the long haul. Thank you so much for listening to the J Buck podcast, and I hope you have a great day.